everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel, <laughs> who you can't see on radio is making a very weird face at me right now. <laughs> it just keeps us laughing over the weekend. That's and every right. weekend, Chris, we're here, we're doing life together, and uh Way to give me a, a moment of laughter. Well, we, uh, you always ask me if, if I'm happy to be here, and yes, I'm happy to be that here. That was just a weird smile. We need to take a picture of that and put no. it on Instagram. No, no, that's a good smile for radio. Let's leave it like that. But I do have an idea, something I'd like to try today that's just really different, totally out of the box. I think it would be a good start to the show. Uh, oh, okay. I'm not sure I want to know what this is, but all right. Aha, aha, you hesitated. I was just testing to see how much you trust me. Well, I did hesitate because mm, right. that sounded like a weird idea. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we do need to work on trust a little bit. After all, trust is like a glue huh. that holds all relationships together. So I think we need a little more glue in our relationship. Maybe, maybe. so. Maybe so. That's right. <laughs> well, trust uh, does seem like one of those feel terms that uh, we feel, but it might be harder to define. So on this program, let's define trust. Well, it, it is a feeling. It's a feeling of security that you have based on the belief that someone or something that you're dealing with is knowledgeable, maybe mm. reliable, good, honest, and effective. To think about, do you trust your repairman? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you think, why do you trust him? Because you think, oh, he's reliable. Mm-hmm. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's honest. That's a big thing for me with trust. Right. So it develops when people interact with someone and they really like the results of what they're seeing. They have a good quality in the relationship. I was thinking, you know, who do I trust other than my partner, which is mm-hmm. my husband for so many years. But I was thinking I trust my financial advisor. So right. there's a good example where – I trust that he's going to make good decisions with my money and he's going to be honest with my money. And so that's a reason to feel good about somebody. Oh, and in that situation, if you didn't trust them, you would, uh, you'd fire him. I guess Donald Trump did that all the time, right? Right. Yeah, just You're fire fired. someone. <laughs> <laughs> and that same idea carries over to relationships as well. And some of us may really struggle with trust because we've been burned by someone that we've trusted. And I think that's the key. That's one of the reasons we're talking about this today, because those of you listening right now, you're thinking, I've been burned by a relationship, and my trust has been broken maybe Mm. many, many times in your past. And so that makes it really hard when your trust has been broken, especially when you're a child and people let you down constantly. So maybe it did happen to you in childhood. Maybe you were one of those people where it happened to you during the school years, Mm. you know, and your friends couldn't be trusted. Or maybe now you're in some kind of an adult relationship and Mm. trust is really hard to find. And the problem is that when, Chris, we have broken trust, it really does damage our relationships. Trust is a must. That's the title Mm. I came up with with the show. Do you like that? (laughs) Very nice. Trust is a must. Very nice, yes. (laughs) Well, I think because trust requires a, a mutual commitment It can be so frustrating if one person in a relationship doesn't make that commitment to trust, and uh, you can't control that. It doesn't just happen. It has Mm. to be a commitment like you talked about. And though, you know, if you're with somebody and they're saying, I've had too many bad experiences, I'm not going to let you in, Mm. that makes a relationship really hard without that commitment. So it's not going to happen if both of you don't make some kind of a commitment to each other and say, we're going to decide to trust, even based on maybe our background. Mm. But in relationships, you know, you can't demand it from somebody. Right. So I, that's frustrating. I have known people that have been very hurt in their background, and they just don't want to let a friend in or somebody in because they really feel like it's going to go bad. 
We told this to our kids. I know my husband's listening to this because he's in the control room. But we told them that they have to prove themselves trustworthy over time. And the same is true in marital Mm. relationships. It has to be built over time. And when there's trust in a relationship, it brings a lot of freedom into that relationship and confidence. And it really frees you up as a person in a relationship to really grow and explore. Otherwise, you're kind of stuck with a lot of fear and even insecurity. It's funny that you uh, you instilled this in your kids because as I was preparing for this show, my 10-year-old daughter came up and asked what the show was about. And she said... How do you teach someone to trust you? Your 10-year-old asked you yeah, that? Yeah, she asked me that, yes. And I said, well, it develops over time. And then sure enough, that's what you said. <laughs> yeah, well, she's really smart. Yeah, really. That. That's really an interesting question from a 10-year-old. But... Well, I think she was angling to be on the show today. We've got to have her on sometimes. She plays a little mean piano, I understand. That, so true. she could be true. on for that. Right. But that's great that she's thinking about that because you do want kids to start thinking in their relationships, what does it take to get mom or dad to trust me, right? Right. And so if you say constantly doing things over and over where you're not breaking our trust, but you're building a foundation where we can depend on you and we can count on you and we know you're going to say the right things when we ask you in terms of being honest, that's going to be great. Otherwise, and it's great to tell kids, if you can't be trusted, there's going to be a lot of pain, a lot of misunderstanding, maybe arguments and stress. And that always carries over into our adult relationships as well. Right, and then it turns into hurt, and uh, being hurt by someone in the past uh, makes it hard to trust others, especially when it happens early in life. And that's it. So you really want to set this foundation early on. And again, if you're somebody who didn't have that, don't worry. You can still develop trust in your adult relationships because truth is none of us are perfect, right? right. We yeah. all let somebody down at some point in our lives. But again, as people of faith, we really want to think about grace and forgiveness and giving people a second chance. But we certainly don't want to develop a pattern of distrust in our relationships. It's just too important in terms of building a foundation that you can really have in a relationship to set up that intimacy and to have it be a very healthy relationship. Trust is one of those things that opens us up and it helps us explore who we really are. I think few experiences in life, Chris, if you really boil it down where you can be good, you can be bad, you can be ugly in a relationship, (laughs) and that person chose you in spite of that, right? Right, right. And that's really a trusting person. When it's built, it just seems to be one of those things that gets rid of the facades, Mm. and it helps you build intimacy, and you can even heal through being that vulnerable with somebody you trust. Dr. Linda, what are some of the reasons uh, behind broken trust? Well, we've talked about one of them, which is you grow up with distrusting people around you, especially your parents, right? Mm. I always think of the kid whose parent says, I'll pick you up after school, and then they don't show up. Right. There's a lot of deadbeat dads who do Mm. that kind of thing to kids, and it, it really is devastating to a child. And so when you've had bad experiences and you just get burned over and over, that would be the natural thing to do, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah, to say, exactly, right. you know what? People aren't trustworthy. I'm not going to trust them. Mm-hmm. Insecurity, low self-esteem is another reason why people don't have trust. They're just always looking for other people to affirm them or to tell them what to do. And they're not really sure how they're supposed to act. And I think another one that is a big one in families is when anger isn't managed well. Right. And anger is kind of out of control. It threatens the safety feeling that a person has in a home. You know, I'm thinking of our listeners who may have grown up in chaotic and violent homes where there was abuse and maybe verbal anger. 
And when you are around that, you just feel unsafe and you don't want to trust. If you're somebody who had that experience, it doesn't mean you can't trust. It means it's going to be more difficult. And then I think one we don't think about, Chris, if you're around somebody in a family growing up and there's some mental illness, Mm. maybe the person is struggling with suicidal thoughts or is engaging in some self-destructive behavior like alcoholism or addiction, Mm -hmm. then you can't depend on that person. Right. And that behavior causes distrust. Well, Dr. Linda, we're coming up on a break. What is the, the process that breaks trust in a relationship? So it usually begins with doubt. You know, you start to feel uncertain. Maybe you can't put your finger on it exactly, but something just doesn't feel right. It's like an ember. Mm. And if it's not addressed, it leads to a wildfire or a blaze. And that blazes the distrust that eventually develops. And once it lingers, it then moves to suspicion. You mm. begin to see a pattern Your radar says, hmm, something's wrong. And then these feelings of doubt and suspicion create a feeling of anxiety and uncertainty, and you just feel apprehensive a lot. And because of those feelings, you're afraid to be vulnerable, to move forward, to trust. And this fear leads to self-protection. You don't want to get close to anybody because then you're afraid of getting hurt. So think about this progression from doubt to suspicion to anxiety, to fear, and then finally to self-protection. If you're listening and you find yourself in that progression, stay with us because we're going to talk later about rebuilding trust. Can we identify the signs that might tell us not to trust? Stay with us as we talk more about Trust is a Must on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And before we get back to our discussion about trust as a relationship must. I like that. Say it again. Trust. Trust as is a, a must. relationship must. Yes. <laughs> trust is a must. Who came up with that idea? Bumper sticker. That's a bumper sticker. <laughs> we could do a bumper sticker business after this show. Got it. Yeah. We've had so many. We need to write them down. T-shirts, bumper stickers, the entire thing. <laughs> Product. <laughs> right. Well, I want to remind you that Dr. Linda Blogs Weekly has a free monthly e-newsletter and keeps you aware about relationships on her website, drlindamental.com. Follow her on social media as well, Twitter at Dr. Linda Helps and more. And Dr. Linda, before the break, we were talking about distrust. Could you go over the signs that help us recognize the lack of trust? I think one of the first ones is if you're having to check on the person constantly. If Mm, you feel that need to monitor and control the person, that's a bad sign. Uh, Another one is if you're blocking your phone and social media. Have you heard this from friends? They don't give the password to their spouse or they don't let anybody know what their password is. And then you can't check their phone. I mean, I see my husband's phone. Do you, Mm. with with your wife, do you see the phone? Yeah. So any kind of social media or anything like that, and you're trying to block it, that's usually a a red flag. As a matter of fact, we make fun of each other's posts. Like, what was that? That was (laughs) – why did you you say that? That's not helping the trust probably. (laughs) And then what about suspecting the worst? Right. You know, you can't give the person the benefit of the doubt because you're thinking, ah, I don't know. Something's wrong there, Right. Now, let's be clear. Is this because the person is not trustworthy or? They're doing things. Okay. They're doing things and you're starting to think that those are signs of distrust. Mm -hmm. Uh, The person wants to change you. 
that never goes over too big with most right. people. And I'm, I don't know. Are you old enough to remember the Beatles? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, they sang Love is All You Need. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love is all you need. Right. Love is all you need. Remember that? Well, I think trust is all you need <laughs> because right. uh, you have to build love on trust. So think about trust as like one of the pillars of the house that's holding up a house. Right. You know, you've got to have that. You can love somebody. And I saw this all the time in therapy, Chris. People were in love with somebody, but they just couldn't trust that person. Wow. Love doesn't always conquer all. I think you need to have the trust mm-hmm. in there to really make that relationship go. Lying and being caught in lies, according to Paul Ekman, a liar may betray himself through linguistic mistakes, but the main sources of betrayal are the emotions. Emotion reveals itself sometimes in contradictory ways in the voice, body, and face. So it's say, he's saying, look at the person. We were watching a TV show the other night, Norm and I, and we were trying to decide if somebody was lying. There mm-hmm. was an interview, and I thought it was a real live interview. I mean, it was a real person. It wasn't a, you know, a make-believe show. Right. And we were looking, and I was going, I don't believe her. She kind of stared, and then she blinked a lot. And huh. so we looked it up, and that was a sign of lying. Really? Yeah. So huh. got to watch the nonverbal on that. And then, of course, the big one, the big signs of distrust is cheating. And so many people, they get married to people mm. that have had these big cheating backgrounds, and they think it's going to be different with them. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it is. Hopefully maybe there's some changes that have been made. But unless they have worked on it and they've known the root of cheating, that's probably not going to change. If you are constantly giving and not receiving in a relationship. Hmm. Yeah, you wonder a, about it's that. A sign, yeah. It's kind of the person's being very self-centered and that right. may be a trust issue or constant arguments, eye-rolling, mocking, loss of respect because I think trust is respect hmm. that you give to a person, maybe speaking ill of each other. That doesn't right. build your sense of trust with your partner, avoiding all conflicts and resolutions. I know a lot of people when you do you do the silent treatment? Well, I don't want to admit <laughs> Maybe maybe a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes it's maybe. like self reveal here on the Doctor Linda show. <sighs> I am not one of those people, but yeah. I know if I was married to somebody who gave the silent treatment. Oh, my husband's looking at me like what? In recent years, would you say maybe early on in the marriage? Right, but yeah. I don't do that. But because it makes you feel like you don't know what that person's doing, True. and you don't trust them because you don't know what they're thinking. Mm. So I think that's a big one. And then I think another one is just constant jealousy. That's a sign of distrust. So if you're dating and you see these signs, I would say time to consider ending that relationship and moving on and ask, hmm, is this the best option for my future? Only you can decide if the offense is a major red flag, one of those things that we just covered, or it's sort of a minor human error that you can move past. And that's really a critical difference. Well, that was a really bad list. I mean, who wants, who, who wants most, to be around that person? Most yeah? of those are pretty major issues. Right. But sometimes people will go, oh, you know, he or she did something. It was kind of minor. Right. I'm not going to look at that as a pattern. But if you see it as a pattern mm. over time, you need to say, maybe this isn't the best relationship for me. Okay. Well, let's move on to the positive signs of trust. Okay. Maybe a little more fun to talk about. You have an ABCs of trust that will help us identify if we have relationship trust. See, I think it's easy to remember if it's mm. ABC. So the first one is A. And yes, I do remember the Jackson 5. And they, they sang <laughs> ABC. about the ABCs, right. It's a singing show tonight because I'm remembering <laughs> all these songs. Well, A is for able. Are you able to use your skills to support the other person and have what we call a growth mindset to learn? Mm. In other words, are you able to trust that person? Are you able to be trusted? And this really gets at the question of safety. And you have to feel safe in order to trust somebody and to grow. Never really thought about trust 
uh, as if it were a skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does make sense that I need to be able to trust somebody or be able to be trustworthy based on my behavior and skills. Yeah. So A for able. Mm-hmm. So B is believable. Do others believe you can be trusted? Mm. Do you keep confidences? Do you talk behind someone else's back? Are you sincere and act with integrity? Do you talk with the person about things like, are there worries? Are you getting it under their skin and kind of making them think, oh, there's something else going on that the person isn't talking to me about? And do you show compassion Mm. and genuinely seem interested in that person? So that goes to believability, Chris. That's a big one. I can see how not keeping someone's confidence would call trust into question. Yeah, that's a big one. And then C stands for connected. When you're connected to people, do you work well with them? Do you listen to them? Do you use their input into decision-making? Do you care about that person? Do you have empathy? Do you let them know when they're doing things well? When we run into problems, we should feel like we can trust that person no matter what comes up. Mm. And will you stay connected with that person, or are you going to run away from that person? That's a big deal when it comes to trust. Right. This one seems especially important uh, in building trust with teenagers especially and a boss. We like to feel listened to and valued Uh, Never thought of being connected with others as a part of building trust, but I can see how that would be important. Yeah, especially when you mention teens and even the people you work with and bosses, that Mm. connection is really important. And then finally, the ABCs of trust, the D is dependability. And this is one we stress with our kids over and over again. Are you dependable? Do you keep your promises and commitments? Are you punctual? Mm. Are you consistent? Are you responsive to others? This one was really drilled into my head as a kid as well. Because if you can't show up for something and be there and do what you say you're going to do, you right. you are not somebody that people trust. Now, I may be a minute late. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> you don't have to convince me, Chris. <laughs> but I can see how that could easily erode trust. And this is a great way for us to remember some key components of trust. A, B, C, D. Able, believable, connected, and dependable. Well, that's all good stuff. And uh, we're not finished yet. Stay with us as we continue our conversation on Trust is a must on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Everyone worries, don't they? Well, just listen to the nightly news or read the economic forecast or even talk to your family. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental. Opportunities to worry present themselves many times during our day. So why would God tell us not to worry when it almost seems like it's impossible? First, he knows the physical damage worry does to our bodies. Second, He wants to calm us down by taking the burden of control away from us. Hey, we don't have control. No matter how much we think we do, he does. And third, he wants us to trust him. The root of worry is doubting God. Doubt is not trusting that God is who he says he is, or he will do what he says he will do. So every day, take your worries to God. Rehearse his goodness, accept his grace, and walk in the confidence that he is in control and he's working all things for your good. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books, one that might help since we are talking about trust in our relationships today. Your book, Dr. Linda, I Married You, Not Your Family, and Nine Other Myths That May Ruin Your Marriage is a good one to help with trust. Uh, Check out that book and others on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com, and follow her on Twitter at Dr. Linda Helps and other social media as well. So when it comes to rebuilding trust, it sounds like this is a process that takes time. 
And it doesn't happen overnight. It does take time to rebuild trust, especially mm. when there's been a really serious breach. Right. And so maybe what we want to talk about is baby steps along the way, that you have to give the person a chance to show you step by step. It's just not one step, but it's a next step and a next step. And over time, you know, you can start to think, maybe I can trust this person. A lot of times, Chris, this requires a lot of painful conversations mm. between two people where trust has been broken. It's kind of slow, and you just want it to be, you know, there. I've heard marital couples say to me a lot, can we just now be there and be trusting? But yet there's so much pain and brokenness in that relationship that it does take time. So then you do have to make a decision to trust again and start healing. I would think that if you worry and waffle, it make things worse in the relationship. Yeah, it does. And you want to be very aware of your feelings when you're trying to rebuild trust because it's very easy to go back and start thinking about the breach mm. and what that person did wrong. But if you keep doing that and going backward, you're not going to move forward in that trusting, building that trusting relationship. So it's important not to allow the distrust with one person to create mistrust in other people. Mm, so I think sometimes true. we do that. We get really hurt by one person, and then we look right. at everybody around us, and we go, oh, I'm not going to trust those people. Well, you do get into conversations with people, and sometimes you say, what did someone ever do to you to make yeah. you act like this? Yeah, and they've had a lot of broken issues in their life in right. terms of that trust. So if someone has violated your trust, it doesn't mean that everybody is mm. going to do that to you. Take care of your issue that led up to the distrust and then try to move forward from there. Seems like not long ago we did a program on forgiveness. We did. And we did. That's <laughs> a big part of this. Speaking of that again, yeah. Yeah, that's how you have to let go of it. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's easy to do because there's a lot of pain involved. Well, what are some other ways uh, to help rebuild trust? I think reducing your defensiveness when there has been a breach of trust. And Wait, what do, you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> and that will derail any kind of good conversation, right? right? So you have to try to listen. You have to try to understand the person. You have to value what they're saying to you mm. and what they're trying to do in that relationship over maybe winning an argument. And you have to honor each other in the process. Now, that's hard because you've dishonored the person right. by breaking the trust. So you're trying to rebuild that. And, you know, it seems like uh, it's easy to give up, just throw in the towel when mm -hmm. a trust is broken. But you say, no, don't do that. Try. And that might mean getting help and setting boundaries. I think a lot of relationships break up too soon mm. because there have been violations of trust and people just aren't willing to look at it. Right. And you really have to get at the root of what is going on that created that problem to begin with. And Sometimes people don't want to do that. They don't want to look at what's going on in them or what's going on in the relationship that maybe brought them to that part. So regardless, even when it's something very serious, I want to say to people right now, there's always hope. But both parties, and we started with this, have to be committed to making change. They have to be committed to that forgiveness that you talked about and committed to say, all right, we're going to stop looking backward mm. and we're going to look forward after we've gone through the forgiveness Distrust just can't be undone in a few days or right. a little bit of time like we talked about. And so the process of rebuilding trust will most likely take a lot of time, a lot of love, a lot of patience, and maybe even for some people, professional help. If you find yourself struggling with trust issues, I would encourage you to seek professional care to equip yourself with the necessary tools to successfully overcome those struggles. You know, it sounds like uh, one of the most important qualities in rebuilding trust is Wisdom. You know, throughout the Bible, we're told that it is so important to value wisdom. Proverbs 14.33 says, 
Wisdom is enshrined in an understanding heart. Wisdom is not found among fools. And then Proverbs 8, 1 says, Wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. So sometimes we know that a situation is not in our best interest, or we can feel the Holy Spirit stirring something within us. Well, don't ignore that. That still small voice is probably the Holy Spirit. And use the wisdom that God tells you to ask for and to get from him. He'll give it to you, and that will help you avoid a lot of potentially hazardous situations. There's just no replacement for wisdom. And the more you exercise wisdom and you listen to the Holy Spirit, the stronger and better it will guide you. Related to that seems uh, to be the need to trust in the Lord and to ask for his wisdom and to work those ABCDs uh, with God. So let's do the ABCs real quick again. So it was able, right? Mm -hmm. So God is able. We sing that song. That's another song. We can (laughs) sing another song here. Uh, B is believe. So we can believe that God is working on our behalf and believe his promises and that they're always true. That C of staying connected means we have to stay connected to God through prayer and reading his word. And then that D is know that God is completely dependable, and he's never going to let you down. Well, Dr. Linda, since trust is such a valuable and foundational relationship piece, I would guess that looking at scriptures on trust could help us, whether it involves trusting God or others. I agree. I agree. The Bible tells us a lot about trust. Here's one from Second Samuel seven twenty-eight: Sovereign Lord, you are God. Your covenant is trustworthy, and you have promised these good things to your servant. So the idea of a covenant, an unbreakable promise, is the core of trust. And that's important in marriage as Mm. well. God has it, and we should try to have it in all of our relationships. Right. And Psalm 910 says, Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. I love that. And Psalm 27 reminds us to trust in nothing but the name of the Lord. That doesn't Mm. mean we don't try to build trust in our relationships, but this scripture is warning us that we will be let down by other people at times, but never by God, because he is completely trustworthy. So put your full trust in God. The last one is the best one, because it was my life verse when I was a little kid. Oh, nice. (laughs) Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So those verses are comforting because they speak to the power of trust. When the person of trust, who's God in this case, is completely trustworthy, he will make your path straight. Think about this in our earthly relationships as well. If we're that trustworthy person, our relationships will go better no matter what comes our way. So remember, trust is a must with God and others. So work on becoming that person of trust today and always place your trust in God as he can be trusted and he is able. So can I do that idea now at the end of the show? No. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our social media director and producer, Normental, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes this show a conversation and wants me to trust him really badly. <laughs> From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. 
You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.